Entrepreneur Podcast, where together we're learning how to have peace in the process of everyday business ownership by improving one step at a time how we think and what we do. I'm your host, Amy Stout. (sighs) Marketing is such a gigantic topic to cover when it comes to entrepreneurship. I mean, I cannot tell you how much I have learned and how much I feel like I still have to learn. And so I can use all the help I can get when it comes to marketing. I don't know if you feel the same way, but (laughs) I certainly can. And I have good news for you because today I have my friend Sarah on who has created her own marketing framework. Yes. How amazing is that? So she has created her own framework for how to approach, how to think about the steps that you need to take to have effective marketing. And beyond even that, for Christian business owners, this will be extra helpful and extra peaceful for you because she has built her whole framework on what the Bible says. She has based the entire thing on the Bible. And for me, that just makes me feel immensely more peaceful going into using it because I'm like, okay, no, this is, this is what the Lord has laid out. This is the design that he has laid out. Not that like there's a Bible verse that says do this for marketing and you'll like succeed. You know what I mean? But like, she's pulling these concepts from biblical principles and she is literally sharing that entire framework with us today. You guys, like I literally felt like she was revealing some of her secrets. Like it felt so, it it was just so valuable. I could have been scribbling notes furiously. So if you want to get out your notebook, this would be a good episode to take notes on. And if you find yourself wanting more or wanting an additional resource afterwards, she does have a free download that kind of lays it out. And so that will be in the description if you want to download that as a partner with listening to the episode. So I can't wait for you to hear this. This really opened my mind and helped me think about marketing in a really straightforward and helpful way. So let's go ahead and dive into my conversation with Sarah. Sarah, thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited to just hear your expertise on biblical marketing. Oh, thank you, Amy. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad we were able to sit down and have this conversation. Yes, me too. I think I initially, maybe I found your Facebook group or maybe you found me. I don't know, but I think I found you through your Facebook group. Yeah, possibly. I don't, I, I mean, one of the Facebook groups, because I feel like we're probably in right, a few a of the same groups as well. So yes. Yeah. I, Facebook groups are so good for that. Like you just like meet so many random people and then you, you see them in other groups and you're like, oh, I recognize you. We yes. were in this group and now we're in this group together. I love it. It's so fun. <laughs> exactly. So immediately, of course, you know, saw the red hair and was like, oh, yeah. we're soul sisters here. And then yeah. saw that you were about biblical marketing and like Christian, like operating your business on a biblical standpoint. And like that is it, exactly what I'm trying to do as well. So I'm just excited to hear like just what you have developed because you have like come up with this whole strategy and way of thinking about biblical marketing, which I think Mm -hmm. is so valuable. And um, I'm just, I'm just excited to hear it. So tell me a little bit about your business, your background, just so everyone can know where you're coming from. Yeah, of course. So I am currently a um, marketing coach 
um, or business coach, whichever kind of title you prefer to use. I don't really <laughs> like titles um, for um, Christian entrepreneurs. And really my, I have a program and really it's designed to help people give them like a foundation in their marketing and their business, because so often we try and just like take off and do all the things. And then we're like, well, why is it not working? And it's like, okay, yeah. let's come back to some principles. Let's establish these like basic foundational things that you need to have. You need to understand so that you can move forward successfully and you can grow and you can scale and you can do all the things and follow all the passions, but you have to have this foundation first. And this idea came from, of course, the, like the, um, the parable of the, the sand versus the rock, like this whole, this story was what I was thinking about when I was coming up with the name for this program. I was like, what should this program be called? I just didn't really know. I was like, okay, it's going to be like, you know, marketing basics is kind of where I was starting. (laughs) And then God was like, no, it's, it's a firm foundation. That's what you're doing. And I was like, oh, Yes. And I think there was, what song is it? There's a, there's a worship song I love listening to. I think it's called build my life. I can't quite remember, Yeah, but there, and, and there's a line in the bridge that's like, I um like, I will build my life upon your love or something. It's a firm mm-hmm. foundation. I was like, mm-hmm. that's it. That's the name. It's a firm foundation. Uh... And so I just like, it's so fun when you can kind of see these patterns, you always feel it in the moment, but in hindsight, it's like, wow. Yeah, I see. I totally see this and I love it. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that so much. It's so fun. Yeah. So how long have you had this program? So the program launched in in January of this year. I've previously, I, so I started out as a copywriter. That's my background by trade. And I previously was having um, a program that was much more storytelling oriented, which I still love. And it's a huge part of my current program, but it was one of those things where I was running it and it, it was going well with the students that were in it and I was enjoying it, but it also just felt like this just wasn't like the right time to be having this kind of offer out there. Um, all, all the people that I was connecting with in my audience that were coming into my circles, I was having conversations with were like, I just like, I need to figure out how to like get clients off the ground. I love the sound of this, but I don't have any money coming in. I I love to do the storytelling thing, but like, I just can't sign the clients right now. I just don't have the income. And it's like, well, let's get you that income then. Like, why don't we switch gears a little bit? Let's focus on helping you get this thing sorted first so that you can then, you know, follow the things, do the skills development that you want, outsource if that's your desire in the future. Like all of these things come from you being able to bring some revenue into your business. So let's figure that piece out first and then we can, you know, come back to these elements in more detail later. I love that. That is so good. And so you mainly have your Facebook group, Mm -hmm. right? And then people can join your program from there. Yeah. And I also have my podcast. That's probably like my Facebook group and my podcast are probably like the two places that I invest most of my time and energy into. So people will come through my podcast as well. I love that. That's awesome. Well, let's jump into your your foundation, your firm foundation. I love that. I felt the same way about naming my business Abide because it was mm-hmm. not that at first. And so for the first year, it had a different name. And I just sat for months and months on like, what do I name this thing? Yeah. And when it finally came to me, I was like, yep, that's it. Like, you know, just that same sureness and because mm-hmm. of what it's rooted in which is abiding yeah. in the Lord. So yeah, I love um, that. I will, yes. So it's, it's nice to feel like final about something. Like we're not changing our mind. Like we've got the decision. Yeah. You know, let's run with it. So exactly. I'm sure that's part of too, what you, what you teach. Yeah. So go well, ahead and share with yeah. us. Yeah. So, and, and just on that as well, like, I think it's yeah. encouraging to remember that you don't have to have things perfect when you're starting right. out, right? Don't. Like getting it out there is better than spending yeah. ages sitting around trying to figure out what the name is. It's like the name, the right name will come It'll eventually. Come. Yep. And it's okay if you change it a year later, 
it's, it's okay. fine. You can do yeah. that. It's not yeah. the end of the world. Like get it out there, get it yeah. into the world. Cause a lot of times, like the way that you want to name things or the way that you communicate what you do comes from interacting with people, with talking to them about what you do, yes. about explaining it. Because sometimes you're like, I know that there's a better name in there, but I just don't know what it is. And you have to have those conversations to kind of figure it out. Like my podcast is the same way. Like it was originally yeah. called, it's like, it's almost embarrassing. But anyway, like the first name, I just did not know what to call my podcast. I was having such a hard time naming it. And I was like, well, we'll just put something out there. So it was originally called like confident communication for entrepreneurs or something like that. And I was like, well, this is just a filler title. I don't really care right now. And over time, I was like, what is this podcast really helping people do? What is this about? I was like, well, it's growing your Christian business. That's what it's about. It's like, okay, yeah. that's the title. There it is. It's unfolded after, I don't remember when I changed that name, maybe like seven months ago now, six months ago, but yeah. It took like four or five months for me to figure out what should this thing be called? I don't know. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, this is called grow your Christian business because that's what this podcast will help you do. And yeah. so, yeah, the same thing with your business name. Like it does, it takes an, ev it's an evolution, right? It doesn't yes. always come straight away. Yes. And like, also you don't have to make it too complicated. Like I feel mm -hmm. that way with both of our podcast names that is like just very clear what they are and yeah. what you're doing. And I think I knew that I wanted the premise to be peaceful entrepreneurship, but mm. I was trying to make it too complicated and think of other names. And eventually, like you said, like after months of thinking on it, talking to other people, I'm like, no, it's just, it's the peaceful entrepreneur. Like that's all it is. Like It doesn't need yeah. to be anything more complicated. Simple is almost always going to be better and more effective than anything complicated because you also, you have to like name things based on what people are going to look for. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, well, if someone's, looking, if someone's looking for peace, they're going to look for the word peace to pop up. So if you've got a <laughs> podcast that's called the peaceful entrepreneur, they'll be like, oh, that's interesting. That's what I'm looking for. I wonder what yeah. this is about. It's the same way with my podcast. Like yeah. nobody's looking for confident communication. They don't really care about that phrase. It's not a phrase anyone's looking up, right? But yeah. they're looking for how to grow their business. Yeah. Maybe they'll put Christian business in there because, you know, that's important to them. And they're, there's the, there's the title. It's going to pop up for them. Like it's one of the top things that pops up now. If you type in like Christian business into like Spotify or Apple, it's it's on that top list of things now just because of that SEO. It works for you, which is so cool. So cool. And so it's like that's what you want when you're naming things. Anyway, we're like getting into a very specific conversation about this naming. This is a very <laughs> valuable conversation, though. I it's, think this is yeah. very helpful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's very important. Yeah. It's very important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the biblical marketing framework. Yeah, let's come back to that because that's what we're here to chat about. So <laughs> the idea of this framework, again, it was a, just another like God idea. Like I didn't intend to create this. I was just kind of thinking, I guess, like, um, I knew that I wanted to take my business in a slightly different direction. I was pivoting from focusing just on the storytelling. And I was like, well, what am I, what am I focusing on? How do I structure all of these things? How do I communicate it in a way that makes sense to people? And then I think I over like a day, really, it just came about. It was like this framework. It's like, well, it's biblical marketing. We just follow these things. And so really this, it's a six step for, I, I don't, a framework, I guess is the best way to describe it. Cause it's yeah. not like a process. You don't, you can do them in order. You probably should, but it doesn't really matter. They're more like different pillars of marketing, different principles, mm. but all of them have been like, I've connected them back to things that um, Jesus did or characteristics of how he how he was as a person how he conducted himself and his ministry because I was thinking it's like okay if we're doing business and we're going to be doing business in a Christian capacity what does that look like well it looks like modeling the things that we see in the Bible because that's what we should be doing as people right if we're looking mm. for instruction on how to be a, a a good person we're we go to the bible and say well what do good people in the bible do well this is what we should do right and we model ourselves on the way that 
Jesus behaved to the best of our capacity. Obviously, we're not perfect, but we do our best, right? Yeah. And so I was like, well, business should be the same thing. So what can we learn from business about about like the way that Jesus lived, you know, our business is a ministry. Jesus had a ministry here on earth. So there's going to be a lot of similarities. And so that's where then this framework came from. So a lot of these principles are not necessarily like unique principles, like other, other marketing people will tell you a lot of the same things, but the beauty of it is being able to see how it traces back to things in the Bible, which I find so valuable because it gives you a whole new depth and a, a perspective to look at things, to reflect on things and to implement things that you would do in a slightly different way than if you were just looking at it out with that biblical context. Mm. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I lo- <laughs> and I think framework, f- framework kind of goes along with foundation. It's like yeah. the same idea like you're Mm -hmm. you're building your business and this is a good place to start I even have an episode on this season about like how to start peacefully and how like Mm -hmm. starting if you go ahead and start with those habits now Uh it's gonna serve you so much when you get down the road and the rubber actually meets the road and you need to have peace like you'll already have the right habits established so this is like perfectly fits in with that idea yeah, changing things is often it's almost always so much harder than just starting from the good start, place. Yes. <laughs> like you can change things, but yeah. I've been de- like dealing with that same thing with my like organization system recently where I've been it's just been a mess. You know, I have a I have a new baby, so things have just gotten very sidetracked and I've been like, yeah. okay, now we need to get organized again. And it's the yeah. same thing. It's so hard to establish that system, but I know once it's here, once it's in place and once I know it works oh my goodness, it's going to be, I'm just going to be, it's going to be a breath of fresh air once it's actually yeah. in place. So I, I can, I can resonate a lot with that. Yes. So do you want to walk, should we walk through the different yeah. principles? Yeah, take framework? me through it from beginning to end. Let's just yeah. go through. Sounds good. So the first um principle or the first point um is identity. And so this is really taking a look at who you are as a business owner. And obviously this is based on the idea that like Jesus was very, very confident in who he was. He didn't have those doubts. He didn't have any hesitations or reservations sharing that with people. Like he just showed up and is like, this is who I am. You take it or you leave it, but I'm not changing like who I am and I'm not changing what I'm, what I'm about to meet different people's needs. He's like, this is who I am. This is what I'm here to share. And we need to have that same kind of like confidence in our own selves as business owners. And especially if we are solopreneurs, we don't have a big organization. We don't have a huge team to where our individual self is getting like lost under like a business brand. We are our own brand and we are our own person through that brand. And so we need to have this like confidence in ourselves. And I think the other thing in identity that I love to like help my students realize is that, you know, you've been made uniquely, like God has given you skills. He's given you talents. He's given you this unique calling for your business. And all of these things are, are designed to work together, right? He's not going to give you a calling that you're not equipped for. Maybe part of the process is to to train you up and to develop those skills, but you're going to have something about you that makes sense for the calling that you have, whether it's like an innate gift or something that you can grow in. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the, the things that you have, your passions, your interests, your preferences, and your skills are all going to be part of that calling. And so your business should be designed to work the way that you are made to work. And mm. so there's so many, and that's like this whole identity piece is just helping identify, like, what are the things, like, what are my skills and strengths? What are the things that I like to do? What are the things I don't like to do? Like, what do I, like, what do I want to be doing as a business owner? How do I want to sound? How do I want people to 
um, like interact with me and feel when I speak to them, all of these pieces so that you can create that brand that makes sense, <laughs> that feels good and doesn't bring you so much like stress and fear when you're operating. Because mm -hmm. there's so many times where we try and do things because people are like, oh, you have to be on this platform. You have to do this. You have to do that. And we're like, well, okay, I guess I'll try it. I'll do the thing. But it feels awful. It feels awkward. And it's like, oh, and that's because that's just not the thing that you were made to thrive in. So you don't need to do that. You can do something else and that's okay. Such good advice. I literally just wrote that down because that is like, <laughs> mm, that is awesome. <laughs> it's, and it's, it can feel so hard to, to feel like going against the grain in a way, right? Because if everyone is like, I just did this, everyone love like so many people love Instagram and every, and Instagram is a fantastic place to build a business. If it's the place that you should build your business. <laughs> and I was on Instagram forever trying to figure it out and muscle it through. And I actually kind of, I don't really like being on Instagram all that mm -hmm. much. It always brings me so much stress. I spend all of my time like, did anyone view my stories? Did anyone respond to the stickers? Did anyone look at the reel yet? Did anyone share? It's like, it just brings up so much stuff that it's like, I don't need this weight in my life. So I just yeah. ditched it recently because to me, that's not a place that, at least right now, that's not a place that I am meant to be building my business. But right. I know I have business coach friends that, you know, make six figures a year plus on Instagram alone because they love it and they thrive on it. And it's a platform that they were designed for. So it, yeah. it's really important to be confident in that and to be okay saying, this is for me, this is not for me. And that's yeah. okay. <laughs> oh, that is such, such valuable advice. And I wish that I had known it sooner. <laughs> me too. Me <Yeah>. too. <laughs> me too. But it's, we're all, again, we're all evolving. It's all a yeah. journey in progress and Absolutely. it's never too late to stop and change things. Like if you've been going down a path and you don't like it, you can just say, nope, that's okay. I'm yeah. going to change course. And like, yeah. and I would, I wouldn't say to do that often or lightly, right? Because if you've been building something and it is working, then it's always best to try and stick and see things through. But if you're really feeling that call from God saying, don't do this thing, or like, this is not for you it is okay. You have mm -hmm. permission to set things aside, to set them mm -hmm. down and start start new or start something different if mm -hmm. that's really what feels like the right decision in the moment. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yes. <laughs> okay. Number three is... <laughs> no, that was just number one. So we're still... Oh, that was number to... one. That was all just number one. I, know. I thought we were... Okay, okay, you started talking about calling. So... I know. I did a little getting, bit. I know. So the next one into is number calling. Two. I know. So all of that's just identity piece. Calling is the second one. Yes. And so this is looking at it from a slightly different perspective. It's looking at the people you're called to serve. And so identity is all about you. Calling is all about your people. Mm -hmm. um, and so this can include your offer, the what you're actually doing with your business. But calling is you have to understand who your people are and you have to know them and you have to be yeah. able to communicate and relate to them. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, when I was looking at this, you know, like I was thinking of the verse um, that um, I can't remember where it comes from now. I should have written it down. But um, like there's a verse somewhere that, you know, says Jesus came to or I came to seek and serve the lost. Mm -hmm. um, and there's that idea of like, we're called to seek and to serve our people. And that's like, that's who Jesus came now, obviously. <laughs> we're not serving the whole world. We do not have a calling that vast, but we are called for a specific group of people. Mm -hmm. And we have to be, we have to get to know that that person really well mm -hmm. and not again not be afraid to say 
I'm not here for everyone. I'm here for this person. This is my ideal client. This is my avatar. This is the person that God's put on my heart to serve. And that's who I'm going to focus on. Yes, I could maybe serve these people over here. Yes, I could work with these people over here, but that's not my calling. That's not my gifting. That's someone else's gifting. And so this is about getting to know your audience, getting to know how to communicate with them so that they connect with you, that they understand what you do, that they understand that there's a need for being helped and served in that way because not everybody knows that they need help right sometimes mm. people sometimes people know this is the thing that i need i need this help and sometimes we're blind to it and we need to help people understand that as well and so the second component calling is yet yeah, about your your person that you're called to serve or that that ministry well the ministry is the next one but <laughs> that we're getting into they all kind of they blend into each I other because they're all different like again they're all very related components to yeah. each other yeah, I'm also thinking too about the concept of a flywheel. Have you ever thought about it like that? Mm, like yeah, they they all like because they all like go into each other, but they, they also do. all like motivate each other and like move each other forward. So it's more yeah. like this momentum than yeah. Or maybe I mean, you you could probably think about it in a lot of different ways, but like pillars as a framework or as like this flywheel that Gear, all... gears could be another way to visualize it that because yeah they do they all do interconnect in different ways and build on each other um but yeah so and i feel like like the order that i have them in i do feel like you kind of do need to work on them in this order in a way because you again like if you don't know who you are you're not gonna be able to communicate yourself to your audience if you don't know right. who your audience is and don't understand them you're going to have a hard time fulfilling the ministry which is the third component here and so yes. i like to visualize ministry as your content a lot like your offer will be part of your ministry obviously yeah. because that's what you're here to to do as a business is to have offers to sell things right but a, a large part of ministry is just the service component and that's why i like to visualize ministry as your content whether that's your podcast or YouTube channel, your just your social media content, you know, wherever it is that you are producing stuff for people to yeah. to um consume. Um, because there's gonna be a lot of people that will benefit from your content that don't ever work with you. And that's actually kind of a cool thing in a way. I kind of like that because there's it means that you get to impact people far beyond the people that choose to pay with you. And the people that do choose to pay and work with you, you get to really impact because you get to have that closeness and and develop whatever if it whether it's a coaching relationship or service, whatever it is that you're like working with, you really get to impact that person in a way that you obviously can't do in a free capacity. Right. But you get to have this dual um impact in both ways and so I think sometimes we like I, I think we get a bit funny with content sometimes because people some people will say don't ever give anything away from for free and some people will say give everything away for free um and I think like your content should be service first um you should show up and serve people to the fullest of your capacity in that context of they're not my client like there are things that are reserved for my clients whether that be closeness your calls the in, like the length of time the depth whatever it is there's going to be a difference but mm -hmm. i like to help my students figure out like how do they want to show up where do they want to show up and this is coming back to that identity piece which platforms do you want to be on that makes sense like where feels good that you can show up in a, in your fullest capacity and serve people well where does your audience want to be cuz you know, only like you, you know that and they know that, but they yeah. don't want to be everywhere either. Right. And so the ministry component is figuring out all of these pieces so that you can show up and you can serve and you can find people that do want to step into your circle and pay you because it's a very important part of business that we don't want to forget about. <laughs> yeah. You got to make money. 
Exactly. Yeah. Ministry, like it's your output because mm-hmm. it is your content, but like these people, like people who have service-based businesses, like it is the actual like product of your services too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and the reason that I normally don't focus as much on the offer piece is mostly because the people that are coming into my circles usually already have that part figured out. They know what they want to be doing. They have their coaching program. Or they already about. have that skill that they're a service provider. And yeah. for, for like the way that we're working together, it's just figuring out how to essentially yeah. grow that to the point where they're getting that consistent money. But yeah. if you didn't know what you, what you want, wanted to offer, then that would be something that you would focus on in this ministry component as well, because your offer, whether it's a product or like we're saying a service or you're a coach, whatever that, that offer is in your business, this is where you would be building that part too. Because yeah. again, that is a huge part of your ministry as a business owner as well. So number four is testimony. And so this is where we get into the storytelling piece. This is my favorite. So these first three are really just like the real foundations of establishing what your actual business is. And then four, five, and six are more. How do you share that with people? How do you grow that with people? How do you do the selling part of the business? So testimony is all about sharing your story. And I think it's one of the things that we see so much throughout the Bible is people share their testimony. It's one of our biggest callings as as Christians is to share our experiences, tell people about Jesus. And so our business is, you know, we got, well, first of all, we got to tell people we have a business, right? But specifically, (laughs) I like to focus on how do you actually tell a story? Because our testimony, uh, our, our story is like, that's what our testimony is, is a story, right? And so I like to talk about storytelling, whether you use that in content on like your website or sales pages, things like that. You can use storytelling to connect with people and to sell things. And it's such a fun like way to to interact with people and not everyone uses it. I think people get scared because they think that they need to be a writer. They think that it needs to be something that's very like rehearsed and practiced. And obviously a little bit of practice never hurt anyone, but you can tell stories in your business, whether you are like a fantastic writer or you have never written anything in your life, because it's just about you sharing an experience and relating that in some way to a business lesson or something that you um, teach a benefit, a transformation, any of those things that are like your business sales concepts. Yeah. You're just telling that through the lens of a story, whether it's, I went on a walk today or whether it's, well, when I was 10 years old, this really funny thing happened to me. Let me share it with you. Um, it's it's a lot of fun and it's a great way to generate a lot of different ideas for your content, for your ministry piece, because it brings in this whole new dimension of like different ways and things that you can share with people. Yeah, I love that. That's mm-hmm. very it and it allows people to connect. Like I always talk about yeah. how on podcasts, like it's pod podcast marketing is so strong because like people just get to actually hear your story from you yeah. in a long form way that they can connect with way more than they can a short form content. Yeah. And so that is like right in line with with what you're saying. And I think it's so valuable and it's like it's like a little a little trade secret of like, mm-hmm. okay, this if you if some if you want to try something new that definitely is gonna work that's a good thing to try yeah and what you said about the connection piece is one of like the primary reasons that I encourage people to use storytelling because it does connect in a way that like six tips to do your website doesn't really connect with people right. anymore and and especially because a lot of people that say that those types of posts work are using that because you know, 10 years ago when when there were less digital entrepreneurs, they did work because you would be in a group and you might be one of a very small handful of people that 
did web design because nobody was really using Facebook groups for marketing back then. And so you could be one of a very few amount of people where if you made a post saying, here's some tips for designing your website, people would go, oh, wow, you're a web designer. That's amazing. Like, I want to work with you because I need one. Whereas these days, how many, like everyone can do these things. The Facebook groups are so massive. Everybody is a, is an entrepreneur online, which is really great, but it does mean that your strategy has to change a little bit because things that worked 10 years ago just don't work anymore because the landscape is different. And so people are looking for, um, a real person, especially like in the last five years, the, the rise of like fake profiles of scams online. There have been so many times where like just the other day, my, my, my mom sent me a link. She's like, Oh, do you need to buy anything from the site? They're having a huge sale. And I was looking at it. I was like, it was advertising, like whatever it was like bed, bath and beyond or something like the images all look bed, bath and beyond. And you click on the link and it was like a really random company, like a a web link that I've never heard. I was like, well, this is not bed, bath and beyond because this does not say bedbathandbeyond.ca or .com at the end of it. So people, it's very easy to fake and duplicate things. So it's really difficult to trust that people online are actually who they say they are, that they're legitimate business, that they have the skills and the competency to do things. And so that's where storytelling can really help combat that because it brings a very human element into your profile. Like it's, Hmm. we're not authors, all of us, right? It's hard to make up stories that sound good, but you can tell a story that happened and have it sound good. And so if you're telling a story and, you know, you're talking about what happened to you when you went to like the park the other week, very likely that means that you're a real person because it's not that easy to tell that story and make it up completely out of thin air without missing something right so it helps combat a lot of those trust issues that people are rightfully developing (laughs) for online interactions that is such a good point that is such a good point and you think about like the content that you just don't see content anymore that's like six tips for this or six tips for that it's just like a b-roll of like someone making their coffee and it has like a Mm -hmm. text over screen like that's going to like connect with someone yeah it it is interesting seeing the trends and things change like that as well and I mean people will still do some of those informative posts but again my my philosophy is if someone wants to learn website tips they're going to go to google and search Mm -hmm. how to write a website or how to write my about page Mm -hmm. so if you want to do like lots of informational things you're better having it in a blog or a youtube video or somewhere something where someone is actually going to look for that information whereas if you're on social media people are like looking for a connection with a person on social media so social media is better designed for these sharing stories sharing behind the scenes sharing your vulnerabilities and your reflections sharing your wins and celebrations all of those things like showing that you're the person behind all the information and then if you want to provide that information like a lot of us are educational people at heart we have that Mm -hmm. like passion and that gifting then have it in a blog format or like a podcast is is like I do a lot of my like tips and information through my podcast because people can learn and take notes if they want to or learn on the go while they're driving or whatever um but if they come to my social media profiles they're not necessarily going to find tips except maybe on a rare occasion but not often I'm more just sharing like my thoughts my opinions my perspectives on things and um because that's what people are more interested in on those platforms that is so good I'm like take literally taking notes this is so this is so good it's like stuff that it's like yeah like now that you say that that yes (laughs) yeah but just to actually define it like that and like Mm -hmm. have that at the forefront of your mind like that is so so good and I think that alone will help people strategize for their marketing Mm -hmm. you know like just that idea of like what do I put where and like so that they're not spinning their wheels doing the wrong kind of content on the right platform you know exactly 
Yeah, exactly. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, okay. Yes. And then, so we're after testimony we hit. So the fifth p- principle is fellowship. So that's the next one. And so this is again, focusing on community. And because again, if we look at, I love looking at um, like reading through those early like gospels and looking at how Jesus did things. And so much of the time he's just having conversations with people. He's like out for dinner, out yeah. fishing, <laughs> yeah. like having just like community with people, having conversations as he's going through towns. He's, you know, he's preaching and doing lots of other things, but so much of his ministry was just spent around like a dinner table with people. Mm-hmm. And so there's this real strong idea that fellowship and community and these kinds of things are really important to our spiritual walk, which I think is so true. It's why we have churches. We have churches so that we can obviously learn for people that are more like knowledgeable about like the Bible and things than we are, but also because it's so important to have that connection with other believers. And Mm -hmm. it's the same kind of idea in our business. Now, this is especially true in like the coaching industry. It's, It's important with service providers as well to be able to build that community in some ways. But if you are, you know, a coach, if you have products, having like a, a community where people can gather in like groups so like in a Facebook group for example is really really strong way of building this fellowship component it's really just comes down to relationship building and sometimes if especially like in the more service industries then sometimes those relationship buildings are better done one-on-one because that makes more sense for the type of work that you're doing right as a copywriter like I, a Facebook group for learning how to get like a copywriting service is not really like the best strategy for me but you know yeah. I would send messages to people I would talk with them one-on-one sometimes I would do like free audits or sales consults or things like that. And so I was building relationships that way. And so that was kind of fellowship on a one-on-one capacity. So fellowship doesn't always just mean have a Facebook group, because again, coming back to those first pieces of like your identity and your calling, not everyone needs to have a Facebook group. Not everybody wants one. Some people would love to build relationships one-on-one via DMs, via like emails or, you know, whatever that looks like for you. And so again, build a relationship, build fellowship with people in the way that works for your business, the person that you are, the kind of like industry that you're in. Again, it's all what makes sense to you and your audience, but there needs to be some type of relationship building because people don't buy from people that they don't know. They don't buy from people they don't trust. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not going to buy from you if they don't like you, but normally that's a like normally we can get people to like us if we have any sort of conversation right because yeah, right, most right. people most people are likable people right yeah. so really it's just about the knowing and the trusting mm-hmm. that are the two biggest hurdles to overcome mm-hmm. and that doesn't matter whether you're selling a product whether you're selling coaching packages or whether you're a service provider you need to have people know and trust you before they're gonna spend any money with you and so okay. that's where this relationship building component comes in mm-hmm yeah, I love that. And then that goes right into the last thing. Like, but you mm-hmm. need everything else first before you get to this last thing. Yes. And so this <laughs> last piece is called invitation. And this is about selling and growing. Um, it's called invitation specifically because we're again in in the Bible, Jesus invites people to know him, to spend time like believing in him, all of these things. And it's it's an invitation that is open for us to accept or reject. And mm-hmm. um, I love that imagery because that's kind of how we should be putting offers out in there is it's just and you know growing our audiences as well right like I'm not going to come chase anyone down with a stick if they don't come follow my podcast or or whatever after this (laughs) episode right yeah but there's an invitation if you if you know if you want to learn about biblical marketing you can come listen to my podcast you're going to learn more and Mm -hmm. that's I leave the invitation on the table and someone listening may decide that's amazing I want to learn more they're going to come listen some people listening are like that sounds great I don't really need it though thank you though and they're going to 
you know, move on with their lives. And that's right. awesome too, because if they yeah. don't need it, that's fine. Right. Yeah. And it takes a lot of the pressure out of selling. Like when we pose it in this way, it's like, Hey, I have this amazing program. I'm going to teach you biblical marketing. Do you want to join? And some people are like, yeah, I want to learn this. I need this help in my life. Let's do it. And they sign up. And some people are like, that sounds great. I don't really need that right now though. Thank you. And you go, yeah. cool, no worries. Awesome. Have a great day. Yeah. And so this is, this is really the mindset that I like to have when it comes to growing my audience to selling all of these things. And it's the mindset that I encourage everyone else to have because you don't want to put that pressure on yourself. People are allowed to make decisions and they are entitled to make decisions. And all you, all you can do is just present information to them and let them do what they want with it. And it takes a lot of pressure off. <laughs> it does because you want them to sign up because they want to sign up. Like you want them to yep. want to be there. Yeah. And the second someone starts to feel pressure or like begging or desperation, they're going to run away. Yeah. Like, nobody wants that. <laughs> I know. And it's one of those concepts that like you hear a lot in the new age where they talk about energy and it's, and a lot of people are very like, oh, I'm not going to go near this and I don't want to talk about it. But it is something that is observable. Like we can sense things from each other. It's a thing. And, you know, in the biblical context, it would be discernment, right? Like we have this ability to sense from people what's kind of going on. And I, I don't yeah. know how to explain it, but you do, you, you know, if you meet someone and they're kind of weird, you get the sense that like, oh, they're kind of weird. I, I don't really want to go near this person. I don't want to talk to this person. And then on the other side, like when you meet someone and you know that you're just like, you just get along and you just feel that kind of, somehow that deeper connection with the yeah. person like even although you can't really explain it you just met each other but it's like like that's not me and my husband met right like we had like a couple conversations we shared a joke and like we got married right and it's like we can't explain these things it just like we just had this like connection. did it really happen that quickly <laughs> it, not quite that quickly but like we we did we met at a friend's wedding and so we like shared a couple jokes together we only really met each other over the course of a couple days and then we went our separate ways because we lived in different countries but decided we wanted to to like date long distance after yeah. like spending like a couple hours together pretty much it's like and now we're married oh. which is great so amazing how god works that way too but yes. like we had that just like that unspoken connection and we decided yeah. to pursue it and now here we are so we do have that ability to discern and people can yeah. absolutely feel when you're pressuring them to do things even if you don't outwardly pressure them they can kind of sense where it's like oh my goodness i'm doing this thing and it's like okay, chill yeah. out. I don't want to do this thing. So it's, it's a good practice to yourself to just try and not get into that like yeah. energy or whatever word you want to put it, not get into that place of being super desperate and pushy and just yeah being relaxed about it saying, Hey, I'm doing this thing. I'd love for you to join. And if not, that's okay. And maybe they're not joining because there's some things that you need to tweak and refine and that's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't, always mean that everything is a bad a bad thing if they're not joining sometimes it's just sometimes it's just not the right time or the right, right. season for them sometimes okay. it is that they just don't understand and you need to change things I had a student that wasn't getting people signing up for her offer she changed the name and then people were like oh I want this thing this sounds amazing and she just she just changed ever so slightly how she was describing it to people and then they wanted in so yeah. sometimes it's really simple shifts that need to be made and yeah. that's why like getting some copywriting help from time to time is really helpful um to just get that perspective of how can you shift things to help people connect with it better um but that's really all it comes down to 
Yeah, it is really all in how you present it. Like your offer can be amazing, but Mm -hmm. if you don't present it well and vice versa, your offer can be like super average, but if you present it really well, you'll sell way better than someone with an amazing offer and not amazing marketing. There's companies out there that sell poop and they make a living selling poop. Because they market it really well. Because they market it well and, you know, they market it as like practical jokes, like send send your friend a box of poop. And it's like, is this, this is really a thing. I looked into this when I was writing my like welcome sequence for my email marketing. (laughs) And I talk about it in there. It's like, you can actually sell poop and make a living. So your offer is probably not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's great. Wow. That is so funny. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, so I feel like you really just kind of like, you shared a lot of value, like what you said about like, people say share everything, share Mm. nothing, like, you just shared a lot with us. But I think Mm. that like the implementation of it is a lot more complex than just listening to one podcast episode. So (laughs) (laughs) share a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, this is amazing. And I literally like could go back and take notes on every single point that you just said. (laughs) And people listening might be doing that. But if they do want that next step, what do you offer as like the the next step beyond just knowing this framework? Like how do you help somebody put this into practice? Yeah. So I have my program, which we talked about at the beginning called a firm foundation. And it's really, it's a 12 month coaching program that really just helps you walk through these different steps through like we have weekly coaching and a Facebook group for support. And a lot of where I come in is like, you can hear these steps and you can take them and run away with them and, you know, put them into practice. But sometimes it's tricky to know exactly, well, how does this concept apply to my business? Well, my business has this scenario and I don't really understand how to, you know, do this one particular thing. And so that's where the the coaching program comes in. It's helping you Mm -hmm. implement this framework into like your specific business with your Mm -hmm. circumstances. I also give like copywriting support in there because that's my background. So I'm, you know, in there helping you write your content, write your Um, like your website, your sales page, whatever, you know, whatever things that you're working on in your business, I'm there to help you do that as well. And so it's really like an implementation coaching program. It's helping you figure out how to apply all of this stuff to your business so that it is growing and that it is thriving and you get to feel like, yeah, this is working because it can work. And it sometimes just takes that like one little nudge in the right direction, that one little tweak to break through that like hurdle that you're stuck at. And so that's really the focus of this program. I love that. That is so helpful. I'm going to have everything below. So website, Instagram, Facebook group, podcast, like everybody will be able to access all of the above. So (laughs) if they want to get additional support, which I am right there with them, (laughs) (laughs) um, they have all the access. So this has been awesome. Thank you for taking the time to share. Thank you for being open to like being willing to share your framework with the world this is I love being able to talk about it it's so fun I love being able to talk about it and share it because it's 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 simple things when you come when it comes down to it but placed it like presented in a different way and it seems to connect with people so much better than just presenting the information any other way which is a really cool discovery right it's always fun to discover those things (laughs) and to like your personality like people get to see if they click with your personality Mm -hmm. because I just find myself like smiling the whole time we're talking because you're just like essential you know like you're just happy and optimistic and I love just hearing everything that you have to say so I think that like people listening or will maybe feel that too you know and that's like another great way to connect yeah Um, 
I love to, that. Thank to you. bring people into your community. So I love that. Yeah. Cause people will tell me when they listen to my podcast, they're like, your voice is so peaceful. And I'm like, well, awesome. Cause that's exactly what I'm going for, but I didn't exactly. know that. So uh-huh. thanks. Like, I'm glad that's that that's so coming fun. across. <laughs> so yeah, same for you, like yeah. the positivity, the, you know, the biblical mindset, the encouragement, cause as a coach, mm-hmm. you need to be an encourager, right? Yeah. People who might be kind of frustrated or, you know, like you said, hitting up against a roadblock. So, mm-hmm. um, you're a great, I know you're a great support to your students. Oh yeah. It's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun in there. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I cannot wait to continue the conversation on your podcast on Instagram, mm-hmm. but before we finish up today, this is a question I ask everybody and you can share business-wise, personal, whatever comes to your mind, but what mm-hmm. is bringing you peace right now? So I have been, I go on a walk almost every single evening with my son because we need to get out of the house and get our fresh air. And so at like 4 p.m. pretty much every day, I take him on a walk, we go to the park and I've been listening to a sermon series on the armor of God recently, which has just been so much fun. And it's like been such a nice way to reconnect with it's by my old church from before I moved. And it's so fun to stay connected to that church because I really liked it. And so that's been bringing me so much peace just going for a walk in the sunshine with my little boy loving the swings because he's nine months old and it's the only thing in the park he can play on is the swings and he (laughs) loves it so much. And it's like my favorite part of my day. (laughs) I love that. There is a lot to be said about getting outside. Oh, yeah. Fresh air, moving your body, sunlight. I've been trying to to implement that as a like in the morning to like start things off on the right foot yeah because it really does make a huge difference oh absolutely yeah Yeah. it's so good yeah awesome well thank you Sarah this has been amazing and I everyone go listen to her podcast I'm I'm extending the invitation again go listen to her podcast yeah (laughs) join her Facebook group we're there you can join your favorite two redheads yeah. on any platform that you desire, except not Sarah's Instagram because she's not there yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but pretty much any anywhere else. Anywhere else. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you everyone for listening and we will see you all next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. Don't forget to connect with us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And we would love it if you would leave a review wherever you're listening. We'll see you next week for more tips for how to become a peaceful entrepreneur.